listening to On The Road with Mike and Andy, the number one Australian weekly trucking podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies. We're here to bring an independent voice to truckies right around Australia. So please do us a favour, listen in on your favourite podcast platform, hit like and subscribe, leave a comment and don't forget to tell your mates about us. On the Road is brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. G'day again and welcome back to On the Road. This week we're joined by Sally Tipping from Wave to a Truckie, who shares her story and what a great story it is too. In the process, we even get to know a bit more about Mike. Later in the show in Something to Talk About, Mike waxes lyrical about internet surfing, old trucking magazines and a whole lot more. We'll update you with on-the-road news, entertain you with music from Ian Moss and Brad James, and give you a few laughs courtesy of the very, very funny Sarah Millican. What more could you ask for? No need to answer that. It was a rhetorical question. So, let's get this show on the road! Yes, get on with it! G'day, I'm Yogi from Outback Chuckers, and when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road, but when we're on the road, we're listening to the big rigs on the road. <laughs> this is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Truck and radio is what we do across Australia 24-7. Loads of truck and classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you at some stage. Our email address, bigrigradio at yahoo.com.au. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. I had a message come through this week from Dave, one of our regular listeners, who said... Thanks for the Manzi song last week, guys, but when are you going to play a song by Mossy, the real hero from Chisel? Thanks, guys. Love the show. Well, Dave, thanks for the kind words. Your wish is our command, mate. Here's Ian Moss and Tucker's Daughter.
Sally Tipping from Wave to a Truck is with us today. And Sally's going to tell us all about what she does, where she comes from, how she fits into the industry. She's got some questions she wants to ask me. So we're just going to have a little bit of back and forward. And who knows? If Sally's astute enough, you might find out something about me you didn't know. And I intend to find out a lot of stuff about Sally. I don't know. How are you, Sally? Good afternoon, Mike. How are you doing? I'm absolutely wonderful, mate. I'm up here in the beautiful Pilbara. Oh, well, I'm feeling it. It's freezing where I am, so there you go. 27 degrees outside at the moment, mate. It's a glorious day up here. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> and I'm inside writing and talking to people on the phone on my day off. Who's the most foolish person in Australia, do you think? I should be out swimming or something. <laughs> Sounds great. So, Sally, how are you connected to the transport industry? Well, Mark, I actually was married into the industry 31 years ago, and so I didn't have any idea what the industry was about. I actually had one trade, and that was beauty therapy, and I don't think that could be useful in our industry, although sometimes I'd wonder. (laughs) I need a therapist, but not a beauty therapist. I I think we all need therapists. My husband had a partnership with his parents, Mm. and at the time they were very unwell, And so one day my husband came home and said, Sally, sort this shit out with a whole pile of papers. And so that was my start to the transport industry. Mm. And so since then, I was sort of trying to get the business back on track because at that stage, it was close to bankruptcy. So we sort of did the hard yards very early on. Yeah. Yeah. And you're still going and everything's all right now? Still poking about, yep. Yeah. We've raised our children and they've done their trades and mm. so I'm sort of getting to be a circle now. My young fella's sort of coming back into the business. Yep. So it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's quite positive actually, yeah. Well, you can actually make a quid out of it if you do it right. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, we're a very small company. We run between five and ten units at any one time just depending on what the conditions are. Right. We've really never wanted to be anything very large because we're very hands-on and we don't want to lose that control either. So we try and just run a very tight ship and we sort of like it that way actually, yeah. How are you going with all the compliance stuff that you're being heaped on these days, you know, the logbooks and the chain of responsibility stuff? So we, back in 2003, we were accredited with TruckSafe and NHVAS. Yep. And since then, we've just evolved. So every couple of years, it just gets, as you know, it gets bigger and bigger with compliance. And so now we do actually employ someone part-time to just concentrate on compliance because just one of those things that you have to do now. And in a way, it makes you more professional, I think, and really know what's going on in the business. So I think in a way, it is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And there's a lot of things around now to make life easier. I'm going to be having a talk to a chap very soon from New Zealand who's running a bit of software called Whip Around. Yep. That's helping to deal with the compliance issues around pre-start checks and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and people need help with it. Yep. I don't think you can do it yourself. I mean, I have a compliance guy and then he sends paperwork to another person that deals directly with auditors. So it's a whole chain of people that are making sure that we're compliant and it gives me peace of mind as well, knowing that we are compliant. So I think that's a good thing. All right. So enough about the trucks. You've got a few runs on the board. You're not exactly an outsider. So Yeah, no, not now. (laughs) Wave to a truckie, mate. Where did that come from? What's the inspiration? Well, the way I see it, the transport industry provides a service. Mm -hmm. Now, you can't hear, feel, see, touch or taste this service 
although I think some truckies might disagree with that. Mm. But seriously, the transport industry needs to promote this service. And I think the best way to do this is to promote our most valuable asset. Mm. And I think the most valuable asset in our industry is the truckie. Mm. And by promoting a truckie, we actually gain more respect on the road and have more positive interactions with the public. But also it encourages the younger generation to join our industry. Yep. And that's where it all started. I was just really getting frustrated with how our industry has this negative public perception. Mm. And I was getting quite frustrated at the time. This going back a couple of years. And I sent a letter to Michael McCormick because he was actually saying on the news one day, he was sort of not bagging trucks going through a town, but sort of denigrating that, you know, large trucks shouldn't be going through a town. And I was quite upset about that. Yep. So I wrote him a letter and he rang me and we chatted. And he said, if you can think of something, just let me know. And I thought, well, what else can I do? I can't just write letters and expect someone else to do it. What can I do myself? Mm. And so that's when I decided to design some stickers for our own fleet, a wave to a truckie fleet. And I did that and yep. I put it up on our Facebook page and I was inundated with requests for them. And so then I decided it needs to be a separate entity altogether. Yep. And so now I don't even mix the two. I don't really say anything about our business on wave to a truckie yeah it's just purely to promote our drivers and to humanize that they are doing their best job on the road and you know they have families they have loved ones at home as well and they just want to get home safely that's right and that's where it started well just a quick skim over your facebook page eighteen thousand four hundred plus likes mate yeah yeah and that's under two years so it's not too bad i think yeah it's not a small thing is it no, it's getting bigger all the time. And obviously it resonates with people. Mm. You know, people want to share what I'm saying on Facebook. Yep. And to me, that means that other people want to promote our industry. And if we can actually let the public know how a product gets on the shelves, if we promote it in some way, how their milk gets on the shelf or how their toilet paper gets in the supermarket. Yep. they'll understand what we go through to get that product on the shelves. Yep. And I think that would be a good thing, and particularly at the moment with COVID. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people that are really doing it very tough at the moment as far as the COVID thing goes. Yes. And I see you've got your webpage there as well, wavetoatruckie.com. Yep. And that sort of backs up your Facebook page. Yep. And so people message me and I send them out stickers. Yeah. So I do that as well. And that's free of charge. I just post them out. Mm. I've got larger ones for trucks or smaller ones for smaller vehicles. So I just do that as my little bit to promote the industry as well. So that's the one that you use as a header, the one with wave to a truckie with the emoji with the waving hand and sharing our roads together. Yep. That one there. Yep. It's a pretty good looking sticker. Did you design that? Who did that? Yeah, no, I did that. Yeah. Did I sat down with a graphic artist and I wanted it to be round. I didn't want any squares. I want it to be sort of soft. Mm. I didn't want anything aggressive. Yeah. I just wanted something soft. I think sometimes we promote our industries big and tough, which we are, but I think we have a soft side as well. Mm. And I think we need to promote that. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love it when you're driving down the road and you see the kids on the side of the road and they give you the arm pump. Yes, I know. It's lovely. And the funny thing is we have one of those stickers on our tort liners, but it's quite a large one. We had it part of our tort liner design. 
And one of the guys was driving down the highway and one of those little people carrier buses went past and they were out the window waving and smiling. (laughs) He said it was the best thing. It really made his day. So there you go. But it makes everyone's day. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It's a happy, smiling, not serious thing. No, no. You know? And I think we sometimes get too serious. Yeah. Like I know there are issues with our industry and they need to be highlighted and need to be fixed. But in some respects, we also need to have a good feeling within our industry and work together to promote it. And that's my biggest thing. Yeah. Well, you're doing a fantastic job. Well, thanks, Mark. Yeah, I'm trying to. That's my hobby. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do anything else. That's what I do. So there you go. But it's nice. And I get lots of positive messages on Facebook and from all around the world, really. Although I'm getting hit at the moment with I've got quite a following in America, North America, mm. and there's been quite a few positives. We're truckers. We're not truckies. Who thought of this, Dave? Mm. So you just sort of explain to them, well, it's an Aussie term. <laughs> it's not denigrating anything that's happening over in North America. Yeah, well, I cop it in reverse because my social media is all the Oz trucker. Yes. So I get it in reverse. <laughs> I do. <laughs> And I hadn't really even thought about it way back in the beginning when I said wave to a truckie. Mm. I did get quite a few messages saying, oh, thank God you said truckie because we're Aussie. Mm. And I hadn't myself thought of that. But, yeah, they're quite fixated with the terms, I think, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Well, I'm talking to Sally Tipping. She's representing today wave to a truckie. And we'll be right back after this break. There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable and experienced organisation. NTI is Australia's number one truck insurer, the specialist you can count on to protect your transport and logistics assets, with the know-how to take control of the situation and the capability to reduce lost income by getting trucks back on the road again as soon as possible. Specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy is what we do. It's our specialty and we've been doing it for more than 45 years. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page. So welcome back, Sally. I haven't asked you any questions yet, so I need to find out a little bit about you now. Okay. You spoke about me. We'll talk about you now. Okay. (laughs) So you've moved up to Pilbara with your family. Is that right? No, I've moved to Perth with Rose. Right. And our son lives in Perth with our grandchildren there. And because of all the COVID issues, we wanted to be closer and spend a little bit more time with the younger grandchildren. Yep. Had you had difficulties last year? Trying to get over here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We sort of planned to come over a couple of times and the borders were closed and, you know, I can look out a windscreen anywhere in the country, so... Yeah, and that's the beauty with your job. You could work anywhere you wanted. That's right, and I can sit in my room as I am at the moment up in the Pilbara with the laptop and I can still write for big rigs and I can still do the podcast. It really doesn't matter where I am. No, no. Rose gets to do all the Nana stuff with the grandchildren, and so do I when I'm back in Perth on my couple of weeks off. What shifts are you working two on and two off? I started on two weeks on, one week off. Yes. But we're sort of changing now to four weeks on, two weeks off. But there's a lot of people with the latest round of border issues. Yep. A lot of fly-in, fly-out workers have been caught on the wrong side of the quarantine requirements. Yeah. 
Did you have a, a lot of the workforce up there hightail it back to the other states or...? When things opened up and it was all travelling around freely, people were going home and it was yes. business as usual, you know? Yep. And, of course, there are guys, men and women, drivers, I say guys in the advisedly. Yes, everybody. Who decided to not come back because they may get caught over here. Yeah. And there are people that have come over here to work with the intention of not being in the eastern states for the time being because Western Australia, rightly or wrongly. Right. So it balanced itself out. It has, but you know, having said that, the company that I'm working for is recruiting, yep. actively recruiting, and some very nice financial benefits for people who want to come and have a crack and are willing to train. There's some good money over here. There's some terrible money over here too. So Yes, you just have to be careful what you're doing. Yeah. It's a different lifestyle what you're doing. You were just going down the East Coast, is that what you're doing there for? Yeah, I was up and down anywhere on the East Coast there. Uh, down as far as Melbourne and across to Alice Springs from time to time and up as far as Townsville. Wow, yeah. So all over the place. I bet you're glad you're not going down the Pacific at the moment with the conditions the drivers have to face with the border crossings. If I was driving in New South Wales at the moment, I think I'd be on holiday, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's just been horrific what some of these drivers have to put up with at the moment. I saw some photos the other day of guys standing in the rain queuing at Tarkata. Yes, yes. And, of course, the ongoing issues with having to have the tests on a regular basis. Yeah, we've just started that every seven days with our drivers, and I've been doing that just so I'm in there as well. But the guys are standing for hours in the rain getting to checkpoints and then they're closed. Mm. There's no testing kits available. I think we've been treated horrendously by the New South Wales government. I'm actually appalled by it. And this makes what you're doing with Wave to a Truckie even more important. You look at some of the positive messaging that you've put out there, which I 100% support, by the way. Yeah. And, you know, the things that we do on the show with Healthy Heads. Yes. I'm very supportive of the mental well-being of our drivers. I'd say, are you okay? They should be every day. Yes, exactly. And it should be at a grassroots level as well. Yeah. It's okay to say, okay, and then finish your day without even thinking about it. Mm. But if you actually talk to people and ask them why they're not okay, I think that's a good question just to ask because things can be fixed and people don't want to fix them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And a conversation that you don't have might be a conversation you regret not having. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big problem in our industry, I think. And I think the more we talk about it and the more open we are about it, the better it will be. Yeah. Yeah. I really do support the idea of a more positive approach, but it is one of those things that's being more widely recognised now inside the industry too, I think. Sally, the organisations that now have resources available for drivers to contact and the amount of funding that some of these things are getting. Yeah. The, you know the biggest concern I have with all this? Mm-hmm. Yes, organisations are getting a lot of funding, which is great. They're putting out a lot of resources, which is great. Mm. But they're not actually looking at some of the things that is happening on the ground mm. that can be fixed, like toilets at rest areas, <laughs> more rest areas, yep. and things like that that actually affect a driver's mental health, they're not looking at. Yep. And that's the things that concern me. Are they doing that just to put out resources and pretending that they're concerned about our mental welfare? 
I was talking to Simon O'Hari on Friday mm. and he's doing a terrific job with uh, Grove Freight New South Wales trying to get leverage as far as testing facilities and things like that. Yeah. And he said he's talking to white collar workers yep. that don't understand what blue collar workers have to go through. Yep. And that's the hardest part, I think. It's understanding what our guys, what's happening on the road to make them not okay. Yeah, well, I did see Simon say in social media there asking Transport for New South Wales to provide some appropriate shelter yes. for the drivers at places like Tarkata, Wadding and all that sort of thing. And he basically said that if the funding is an issue, then Road Freight for New South Wales will fund it. And I think that that's an awesome thing. Yes, yes. He's doing an outstanding job at the moment. He is. Yes. I'm very impressed. I actually said to Simon the other day that he is right. <laughs> and. Uh, I should buy him a beer and tell him he's right. <laughs> but that's what I'm getting back to. You know, we're dealing with all these white-collar workers that really don't understand hmm. what happens on the ground. Not having a toilet available for a driver to use, like, it's just a basic human right, and I think that's what we need to highlight. The Gat and Pad story is an example of how badly that can go. Yes, exactly. And it can't be an oversight. You know, they're talking about road safety and fatigue. And these are the things that will help fatigue is proper rest areas with tables and chairs and toilet facilities and showers. Yep. You know? Yep. To me, it's a no-brainer. And to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the show, Sally. I really have enjoyed having a bit of a chat with you. Yes, thanks, Mike. It's been a pleasure after we've been crossing our wires for a couple of months, but we it's have. good to catch up, haven't we? We have. <laughs> Look, I love what you do. I've been talking with Sally Tipping from Wave to a Truckee. She's got a fantastic Facebook page called Wave to a Truckee, obviously, and there's the web page as well, www.wavetoatruckee.com. Send her a message, get a sticker, stick it on your truck, and Wave to a Truckee. Thanks, Sally. Thanks, Mike. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Bye. Kermie here from Trucking with Kermie. I listen to On the Road podcasts every week on the Australian Big Rigs Road Show. And when that's done, you might like to pop over to Trucking with Kermie on Facebook for my take on trucking and the people who make the industry what it is. Catch you over there. And in the meantime, take care of you. If you need signage or graphics for your truck, trailer, van, boat, equipment or business, the Sticker Shed is the fast and cost-efficient large-format digital print and vinyl cut graphic business that can meet all your needs. They specialise in signs, graphics, decals, stickers, banners, one-way window signage and even large-scale canvas prints. Don't be fooled by the name, the Sticker Shed has a fully mobile production facility, which means they can manufacture your signage or graphics on the spot. Even if they're not in your area, they can still custom make your signs, stickers and graphics and ship them to you. For more information or to obtain a quote, send an email to brett at thestickershed.com.au, visit the Sticker Shed Facebook page or call Brett on 0412 105 151. The Sticker Shed, their business is making your business look great. That's what you think. I've had a few long phone calls over the last couple of days, particularly about all this stuff that's going on with respect to people pushing for strikes and everything. 
couple of things that you need to understand. The first thing is simply this. The action that's going on with toll at the moment over their wages is a long-running industrial dispute. It's sanctioned by the union and that involves toll drivers. It is unrelated to everything else that's being said, all these little TikTok videos and all that you've seen floating around the internet, the guys that are sprouting all that sort of stuff. None of that is related. Now, I'm not going to say for one moment the blokes talking on the TikTok videos don't have a point. They do. They clearly do. But the reality of it is that there's a lot of outlaw truckies out there that'll talk outlaw shit, but when the time comes for them to do outlaw trucky stuff, they vanish. They talk the talk, but they can't or won't walk the walk. You'd have to be stupid or have complete disregard for your future if you're an owner-driver and you park half a million dollars worth of prime mover and trailers on the side of the road to be towed by the army or the police, and because they will, they will, and they'll do it without regard to damage, and these units aren't insured if that happens. Who is going to do that? They've got that much skin in the game, they can't afford to do it. Now, I won't be surprised if something kicks off, but I'll be very surprised if it goes for more than a day. Having said that, I've been known to be wrong occasionally, so go to the supermarket and buy some toilet paper. The fact is, everyone I've spoken to that is of any consequence within the industry doesn't know any of the people that are behind this. If someone like Rod Hannafy was saying it, I might believe it had some legs. But right now, I remain to be convinced. So I don't think that it's going to happen or that it's going to have any real legs. What happens, though, we'll see. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. Take care out there, and we'll see ya. Line number one, you're supposed to have it all together And when they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them, never better We just wanted to stop by for a moment and say, g'day, how are you? No, I mean, how are you, really? Physical and mental health is a significant issue for the Australian road transport and logistics industries. Risk factors like long hours, workplace isolation, pressure to meet deadline deliveries and the need for continual alertness all contribute to making us vulnerable to physical and mental health issues. As much as it might feel that way sometimes, you are not alone. There are some incredible people and organisations in our industry whose sole focus is on helping you to stay healthy in body, mind and spirit. All these numbers and addresses are listed on our website at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Take care of yourselves. We really just want to see everyone get home safe and well. This is Adam Gibson from NTI, and you're listening to On the Road with Mike and Andy. On the Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. Well, this is the bit of the show where Andy and I would get together and do the news and Andy would make some sort of a dad joke and I'd have a bit of a laugh and we'd have a bit of a talk about some stuff and then we'd get into the news. Unfortunately, for the first time since we've been doing the show, Andy's unable to be here and do the news with me. He's off in hospital. So I've been left to my own devices and to be perfectly frank, I don't know what to do with myself. I tried to get James Graham to do the news with me, but I got called into work and the timing didn't work. So here we are. You're just going to have to put up with me trying to get through the news. 
We've done what we always do. We've gone to the bigrigs.com.au webpage and here we go, this week's news. This industrial action that's going on with the 7,000 toll workers going out on strike for 24 hours today under the Fair Work Act. This has been organised by the TWU. Michael Caine said that he's disappointed in toll for forging ahead with their attack on jobs and they've left workers with no choice. I mean, it's a typical union response. It's about what I'd expect from the TWU. And look, that's fine. He said it's an abomination that billionaire retailers like Amazon are smashing profit records while ripping off transport supply chains and crushing the jobs of truck drivers who risk their health and safety and their families to deliver parcels and keep shelves stocked. And there's nothing wrong with that argument by any stretch of the imagination. It's called Toll's Behaviour Reprehensible. Now, in response to this, Toll have said that they put a reasonable offer on the table and they're disappointed that the workers are going out on strike. I think Toll's reasonable offer was a $750 bonus from memory. I'm sure Andy, if he was here with me talking, he could back me up on that. They put a generalist offer on the table, they've said, but they're committed to further discussion. He said industrial action only benefits the TWU, who like to show off in front of their union mates. Well, well done, Toll. Let's stir things up by calling people names and belittling what the union's done. Now, I'm not a union man by any stretch of the imagination, but I do know that the workers at Toll's put off their enterprise bargaining agreements. Some of them took pay cuts to try and make their way through, and for Toll to offer them some pitiful amount in return really does go against the grain. As I say, I'm not generally a supporter of industrial action, but I think these fellas are probably a little bit justified. There's a further 6,000 transport workers at Star Trek and FedEx who are also due to vote on things. The union said that strike action is never out of the question. And they've also guaranteed that it's not going to disrupt any medical supplies or vaccines or essential freight. So Let's wait and see what happens, but I think that Toll perhaps needs to adjust their thinking. That's just my opinion on that anyway. All right, so Scania are back on the podium with triple-digit July sales. That's a good thing for Scania. Happy with them. They're not a bad truck. Mind taking one for a test drive. But in keeping with the Olympic theme... The big boys, Kenworth, have cemented what is now an unassailable 1,414 year-to-date lead with a very respectable 211 sales last month. Comfortably clear in second place, Volvo, 880 sales of new units in the year-to-date, which has sort of made things come back right. They've uh, had a spike of 16 sales last month. So everything's going along quite good there's plenty of new trucks being sold which is a bit of a surprise really given the ups and downs we've had this year obviously the bronze is a bit of a surprise you've got mercedes and isuzu uh, sort of vying for the bronze and then of course you've got the runners up daf ud ud sold 59 i wouldn't have bet on that i would have thought it'd be less but ud 59 uds in july and daf did 56 but they're ahead on the year at 295 so It's a lot of numbers. It's a lot of new trucks being sold. I wonder what's happening with the price of the second-hand trucks, though. Obviously, with all the newer trucks, they're getting all the Euro 5, Euro 6 compliant things happening. Well, if you curl me in, I suppose have a bit of a chat about that. He's much more on top of it than I am. He's much more interested in the new trucks. So down the track, we might get him in to have a bit of a chat about it. Right, oh, next. Health chief praises truckies for doing the right thing. So we've had a couple of blokes who have tested positive for COVID-19. 
Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk said both were detected by a New South Wales lab and they have essentially really not been many places at all. They seem to have mostly spent their time at home with the family. The exposure sites that these blokes have been to uh, will be released by the ABC. She said that she thinks that they stopped for a moment to fuel in St George. They might want to just check out where they went. One driver lives in the Somerset region, which is on the Sunshine Coast. The Chief Health Officer, Dr Jeanette Young, said those communities need not be too alarmed. They've both since retested and come up negative. So who knows, maybe the first ones were false positives or they were at the end of their cycle. They maintained their social distancing at all times. They stayed at home when they weren't driving the truck. Really not much of a risk. It's a bit of a non-story and that's a good thing. Our trucking community have been pretty good when it's come to all the testing and getting it right. I think we've done a fantastic job considering a lot of us have been on the road up and down the east coast. I know for me personally, all the way Brisbane to Melbourne doing the job the last 18 months, apart from when I've been over here in Perth anyway. It's a testament to how well the transport industry have responded to the COVID crisis. We've been able to continue to do the freight task and not have any serious infection rates or serious issues and managed to get the job done. Very happy with what we've been doing. Oh, no. Next out of the blocks, Joe Veneman from up in Townsville. Trucky saves a home from collapse. I'll tell you what, this is a bloody interesting story. This You can go to the bigrigs.com.au webpage and check it out for yourself. There's a lovely picture of Joe's Big Mac there and a trailer and slipping under a house. This house has slid sideways off its pylon. So Joe's received an SOS from this fella. Come to the sleepy Carmody Street in Townsville and save this bloke's house. So Joe is the owner of Renewable Homes and she's been renowned for saving and often relocating the old Queenslanders. She's come along to the rescue, she's put a bit of a fence around and slid the trailer under there, picked this bloke's house up and straightened it all out. Obviously her and her workers have done a marvellous job saving this thing, took them about 10 hours apparently. She didn't give many guarantees but she managed to pull off the impossible and the iconic Queenslander would have been, had to have been demolished if she hadn't been able to save it. So she's done a magnificent job. Joe runs a couple of Mac Tridents and she's moved more than 90 houses since starting the business six years ago. Good news story and really, really happy to see the smiles on the faces there. If you ever get there and have a look on the picture, wonderful work. Well done, Joe and your team. Finish off the news this week. I just want to talk about the anger and the rubbish that's been going on all week this week with the roadhouses and essential things that are available to long-distance drivers being closed to them, services being denied. And look, there's been a lot of fellows who have very rightly been angry about it. There's been all the TikTok videos and all that, and I've done a piece in That's What You Think there to, to have a talk about that, so I don't want to go into that too much on the news. People like Glenn Stirl, Simon O'Hara, Gary Mann, all those people within our, our associations and politicians that care about what we're doing put their shoulder to the wheel and they've sorted these issues out as best they can. Now, you'd think that after 18 months we would have got some of this right. I'm very, very disappointed that it just seems like there's been a few cops in New South Wales that really have made it difficult for people... It's only really been down around the south side of Maroolan and uh, Wagga and Gundagai where it seems to have been a problem. I haven't heard too many other stories. There's Gil Gandra, of course, was a bit of an issue. 
The worst part about it from me is that the video that was on Prime News went all the way around the world and I got messages from friends in the States saying, well, you know, this is rubbish, what can we do? And unfortunately, these exemptions that we had as drivers to have services to be able to get a meal, I mean, look, you don't expect to be able to go in and sit down and get your meal on a plate with stainless cutlery and all that sort of stuff. You might end up having to use some disposable cutlery and disposable plates and all that sort of stuff. But at least you can get a meal, and that's what it's all about. The showers and that are a different story. We need to be able to get a shower. Our occupational health and safety deserves to be looked after. That's certainly the way I feel about it, certainly the way that the majority of drivers feel about it. And after some discussion, it's certainly the way the New South Wales Police Commissioner thought about it. But once again, we've got officers who have interpreted the rules in a way that probably doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense to some of us. We've got these things sorted out now. In the news story here on the Big Rigs page, anger grows as regional police shun roadhouse exemption orders. They say he cops at Kulak just kicked six drivers out of a dining room and shut the kitchen down. Sonia White texted Big Rigs and said, why? Well, you can understand the frustration of drivers, and I certainly would feel that if I was there having to deal with it, I know that I was very unhappy with the BP at Balada because I'd spent thousands of dollars there buying fuel and meals and things over the years in the first round of COVID to be told, you know, you can't come in and use the shower and you can't come in and, and have a meal. And I thought, my God, what are we doing all this for if we can't get some sort of a support? I would just say to you, for my own behalf, Remember the places that have supported us and support them down the track and remember the places that haven't. Vote with your wallet. That's all I can say. I've been involved in trucking for quite some time and you occasionally see things within this industry. You think to yourself, my God, how did they manage to get through that? How did they pull that off? What did they do? Well, there's a lady that's been driving around now. She drives road trains. Her name's Candace Lerman. Now, I've come across her on Facebook, obviously. The thing that impresses me about this lady is that she's profoundly deaf. She's got a road train license and she's out there doing the job. She has suffered terribly at the hands of individuals in the industry. And she's a tough, tough lady. And she's got there and she's now out there doing the job. And she's part of Women in Trucking Australia, who are an organisation that I've got a lot of time for. My friend Lyndall Denny is the CEO of that. Have a look at that if you're a lady out there driving a truck. Get in touch with them and join. I'm sure they've got lots of advice and things that they can do to help you out. But Candace has made a, a film and it's called Breaking the Sound Barrier. It's a short documentary film. You can go to www.focusonability.com.au and you can find that film there. It's called Breaking the Sound Barrier. Have a look at it. Have a look at what Candace has achieved. And you can vote for that film in the documentary section there. The voting's open until the 25th of August. You'll be amazed. I really want to try and interview Candace if I can, but I just don't know how I'm going to do it for a podcast. Truly, truly impressive. And I congratulate her for being a part of what is, even for ordinary people, a tough place to be sometimes. She's a tough lady and well done to her. Oh, yeah, this would be the bit where Andy would come on at the end of the news and he would give me a couple of handy life tips and a bit of life advice. So I've had to go looking for that myself this week and I've come up with a couple. So here's the first one. 
If no one comes from the future to stop you from doing it, then how bad of a decision can it really be? So this week I've seen a couple of photos of uh, guys I know have been driving in cold weather. You know, I just like to say that we don't always drive on a lot of snow here in Australia. At least a lot of us don't have much experience. So if you find yourself driving in snow, here's a bit of advice for you how to do it, right? If you rarely drive on snow, just pretend that you're taking Nana to church. There's a platter of biscuits and a couple of litres of sweet tea in glass jars on the back seat. Nana's wearing a new dress and holding a crock pot full of gravy. And if you're not going to spill any of that, you're going to be safe on the snow. Take care. Get well soon, Andy, because I really can't do this on my own, brother. I really can't. Ta-da. For all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. Just a quick word about our sponsors. Go to our webpage, www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au and you can see who the friends of the show are. And if their products are something that you are interested in or something that you may need, please support them because they support us and they bring our show to you. We've been playing these little comedy bits a bit lately and you know how you go through Facebook and that and you come across these things. Well, I've been looking at this lady called Sarah Milliken. Now, she's an English comedian and funny as hell. And she's got this little bit now about waving. Made me laugh anyway. Hope it gives you a, a moment of amusement. I've been with my fella now for nearly 10 years. But you know when you first get together with somebody, uh, the first six months, especially if you have an inkling, it might be a long-term thing. And those first six months together are just glorious, aren't they? And you think each other are perfect. And then after six months, you think, well, perfect's pushing it a bit. <laughs> things I could do with changing. Then you've got a project. Isn't it lovely having a project? <laughs> project? There's only one thing I'd like to change about my fella. I need to tell you this first. Uh, I love waving. I don't know why. I've always loved waving. I love it when I wave and I love it when people wave back to me. I'm going to wave to you now and see how many of you wave back. Oh, loads of you are. Thank you very much. It makes me really happy. And it's one of the main reasons I learned to drive. <laughs> doesn't occur to him in the slightest. Now, when we first got together, he dropped me off at the train station one day, and I got out the car, and I said, I'll see you on Monday. He said, yeah, but I'll give you a ring when I get in tonight. I said, smashing. And then I just checked that I was at the right entrance for the train station for my particular platform, and I turned to give him a little wave goodbye, and the car was already in the distance. <laughs> a few years later, I was going to Australia for the first time. I was travelling alone. I was going to be away for six weeks. I was very nervous, understandably. He dropped me off at the airport. He helped me out of the boat. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to miss you. And he said, I'm going to miss you too. But he said, you're going to have an amazing time. We can Skype whenever you like. And I'll come and get you in six weeks on this very spot. Melt. Melt. And I checked my handbag to make sure I had my passport and my ticket. And then I turned to give him a little wave goodbye. And I could not see the car. I was already on the motorway. You know the waving thing? He said, oh, did I forget to do it again? I'm sorry. I said, don't worry about it. But I said, you know how much I love it? He said, yes, I know how much you love to wave. <laughs> I said, I was just wondering if there was like a bargaining thing we could do. He said, I don't know what you mean. I said, well, for example, is there anything I don't do that you'd like me to start doing? <laughs> Turns out I'm 
as bothered about waving as I thought. Sometimes I just like to get on the internet and just go for a bit of a surf and end up where I end up. And I start off with a bit of a theme about something I might be looking for or something I'll look at, you know. Anything to waste half an hour sometimes when you're waiting for things to happen, you know. Anyway, I got on the internet and I was looking, how much am I going to have to pay if I want to buy an old Truck and Life magazine? So I went and I had a bit of a look. I was amazed, you know. They used to go for about 10 bucks. You used to be able to buy them for about 10 bucks. But on eBay, just your basic old run-of-the-mill, any particular issue of Truck and Life, they're starting at around $15 and going up more. And then I got talking to a guy and he said to me that he had paid $1,000 for issue one, number one, from back in the day, 1000 bucks for a magazine. And he said it wasn't even in that good a shape. It's just one that all the pages were there and it wasn't ripped apart or anything like that. But it was issue one, number one of Truck and Life magazine. And for those of you who may or may not know, there was some reprints done. And you can tell the reprints, they're the ones with the red triangle in the top left-hand corner. Even a reprint of volume one or issue one, number one, is a hundred bucks if you can get one. So if you see an old issue of Truck and Life magazine around... (laughs) or you've got a few stashed under your bed or something like that, they are worth a few bucks. Don't just chuck them out. Don't let your missus just chuck them out. Even posters. Sometimes the posters are actually selling for more than the magazines are. You remember that poster of the NTFS Mac, the blue and white one? That poster's worth quite a bit of money. Guys are paying 20 bucks or more just for that poster, not the whole issue that's in just for the poster itself. So anyway... Had a bit of a look around. I ended up back on Facebook and I'm looking at the old Truck and Life page and obviously they finished in 2018. There's a lot of stuff in there and things don't seem to have changed. So this put me on to something to talk about. I thought, who's got the old magazines out there for a start? Who wants to get on, give me a call with an old magazine and we'll have a leaf through and we'll see what's happening back then that's still happening today that we can talk about. If you even just go and have a look at the pictures on Pinterest, for example, of what the covers were, and you look at what the headlines were. They're talking about driver retention. They're talking about crap freight rates. They're talking about backloading. All these sort of things have appeared on the front cover. You don't even really need to read the magazine to see that some of this stuff is still going on and it hasn't changed. So I got talking to a bloke I know and he, he sent me some bloody screenshots of Rigs of 91, the March winner of the Rigs of 91, and it's Ford LTL 9000, for those of you who don't know, called Beast of Bird, and belonged to a bloke here in WA. He used to run across to Melbourne, cart and timber and all that. And I looked at this truck and I'll tell you what, it got my nostalgia bone tingling a little bit. She's that lovely burnt brownish reddish sort of a colour. Swags of chrome, six tanks, spiders chrome wheels, chrome mud guards and all that sort of stuff. All that modern look of as far as the drive guards and everything goes. Beautiful looking old truck, 48 inch sleeper on it. All the cab all nice and everything inside. Old mate sitting in there in his shorts and singlet. Listen to the specs of this thing. It's a Ford LTL 9000 with a 22.5 ton GVM and a 42.5 ton GCM. A Caterpillar 3406B, front axle 6.5 ton, 350 horsepower. 350 horsepower. She had a Rockwell SP40s at 3.7 to 1, 
and a 13-speed road ranger. Now, that thing would have just jogged along quite nicely, I'd say. 2,000 litres of fuel. And you'd see the picture over there. I'll tell you what, what a thing of beauty. You wouldn't be ashamed to drive it today. Six-inch stacks and everything on it, just lovely. So anyway, if there's anyone out there that's got some old Truck and Life magazines and wants to get in touch with me, the email is mike at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. My phone number's on the web page and on the Facebook page. Give me a ring. Send me a text message, 0418 722 That's 0418 722 If you've got an old magazine, just leave it open and we'll have a talk about whatever's there. I love the old magazines. Love to talk about trucks. Keep it safe out there and we'll see you on the road. By popular request, taking us out of the show this week, it's Brad James, the Canadian-born, Florida-residing sensation known as the singing truck driver. The title of this song needs no further explanation. Here's Truck Driving Women and Men. Well, I've heard it said a million times, people mock what we do. Hard-working people trying to make a living and pay your bill or two. But our favorite music is a diesel engine singing as we stare into a starry sky. Bugs on the windshield, fresh cup of coffee, and a whole lot of truck and pride. It takes a special breed of people to pull off what we do. We pick up what's made from wherever they make it, load it up, and we bring it to you. 600 miles screaming through the night while the world's still in bed. Grab some fuel and some sleep and a little bite to eat and then do it all over again. our show for this week thanks for coming along for the ride on the road is proudly brought to you by nti australia's leading transport and logistics insurer be sure to join us again next week when mike says it's not fair andy says and you got yourself to blame and our guest says what could go wrong (laughs) 
Until we catch up with you again next week, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. The team here at On The Road believe in the right to free speech and whilst we might not always be in agreement with the views of our guests and contributors, we support their right to hold and express those opinions. No matter what you're driving around or who you're driving for, or any driver alive knows there's a feeling of pride when you're sitting between those doors. Climbing hills, shifting gears, we make this big world spin. Stay at home now and then, then we'll do it all again. We'll drug driving women and men.